Hello and welcome to Calling All Detectives from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Calling All Detectives. When a tipster offered one tip too many, what he staked on the last one was his life. That is the situation on this page from my casebook. The casebook of Jerry Browning, Private Detective. Sometimes a private detective like me, Jerry Browning, can be trusted by too many people. The man who came dashing into my office late one afternoon leaned against the door and gasped for breath. God, excuse me, Jerry. Too many cigarettes. They're cutting me wind. It was good thing Georgie, a racetrack tipster. Do cigarettes also make you look that white, Georgie? Georgie left the door, wobbled to a chair. I, I just dropped by to pass the time of day. The knocking hit Georgie like the crack of doom. It squiggles in his mouth. Don't let him get me, Jerry. There was no place to hide in a tiny office, and besides... Now look, Georgie. I thought you'd be in here. Listen, Riggles, I, I can explain everything. The horse didn't feel good. The jockeys, I take. They quarreled him at the rail. They, they, don't shoot, Riggles. Please don't shoot. That's when I decided to talk up. Yeah, don't shoot, Riggles. Now, this gun in my hand will go off, too. One of Riggles' boys mumbled. I'll take Browning, boys. No. Browning is strictly a reasonable guy. After we explain it to him, then we can take this joker, Georgie, and crock him where it's quiet. A racetrack tipster took refuge in my office from a vengeful gang. Riggles ignored the gun in my hand, walked over to my desk. Browning, if a guy tells you a race is fixed six different ways, the jockey is his brother-in-law. He knows the favorite has a bull tenon and that the other jocks have got together to throw the race. When you get all that and bet 20 grand and the horse, and not only he doesn't win but comes in last, then I ask you, as one reasonable guy to another, am I entitled to crock him? Georgie, did you tell Riggles all that? Well, uh, maybe I did make it a little too strong. You see, Browning. Okay, Georgie. Leave us get going. Georgie ran to the desk, cowered behind me. Now, wait a second. Maybe we can work this thing out. Riggles sat down. Sure. He pays me 20,000 bucks, and I call the whole thing a gag. I didn't have to look at Georgie to know that getting even $20 from him would rate as the best trick of the day. But just then... Sure, Riggles. I can get you even, Riggles. Uh, a sure thing. A hedged always. Let me tell you the story. Riggles hesitated, but he couldn't resist a story. No gambler can. Twenty minutes later, we were on our way to Louis's Hamburger Heaven. At Louis's, his new cook and publicity agent, Mandy, had arranged... The world's first hamburger, nutburger, cheeseburger, chocolate burger, long-distance eating contest. Listen, Riggles, our boy is starving slim from Salt Lake City. He makes his living going from town to town to win an eating contest. He's a ringer, see? Well, uh, who's against him? And how's this smart money betting? I tried to get a word in. Georgie, are you sure you know what you're doing? Sure, I'm sure. The opposition's four-square Tommy Roach. He's a bouncer out at Pete Mordell's casino. Strictly a bush league eater. But all the fast money boys are backing him. Four to one we get. You put up five grand, collect twenty. And we're all even. Okay. But if we lose, 
Not only do I crock you, but first I cut you up for fish bait. Riggles had no trouble getting his bet covered. The two eaters, the tall, slim one from Salt Lake City, and the roly-poly local boy started in fast. Three dozen nutbakers coming up. Foursquare slowed down, eyed his 26th dish, a chocolate burger, with distaste. He hesitated, while Slim ate stolidly on. Finally, Foursquare pushed his plate away at the same moment that... Starvin' Slim collapsed over the counter. When we got to him, this man is dead! Foursquare is the winner. On the counter, he's still alive. Come on, Georgie. You and us got a date with officials. Just a second. Nobody moves. This man didn't die of overeating. He was murdered. It was a desperate stab in the dark, a stall for time, and it got me plenty of action. Cover the doors, boys. Nobody gets hit. But especially nobody gets hurt. Till Browning finishes this. So there I was, right in the middle of maybe 40 cutthroats, packing enough hardware to open a Remington branch office. I, uh, I want to see that plate Slim was eating from. His last, uh, chocolate burger... Mandy, the cook, slammed the plate down in front of me. I fixed this chocolate burger with my own hands. Okay, wise guy. Then eat the rest of it. Mandy was willing, but I pushed him out of the way. Then I turned to Georgie. This is the second time, Georgie, that a sure thing has gone wrong for you. Just how did you happen to know that Slim was a ringer contestant? And who rung him in? There was a long, thoughtful silence. I turned my back on the white-faced Georgie, addressed Pete Mordell at whose casino the winning four-square was employed. Pete, you're a very smart operator. The gambling joint Riggles runs is real tough competition for you, because he runs an honest place, comparatively speaking. Now, would you maybe have hired Georgie to put Riggles out of business with some bum bets? Browning, this is the fourth bum bet that Georgie has fed me. Take him, boys! Nobody moves who wants to live! Georgie and Pete Mordell are my prisoners. It's a funny thing. I've seen it happen time and again. One man with a gun, he can hold off 40 men with guns. Because nobody wants to be the first to die. If you sound determined enough. I'm taking these two men to headquarters where we'll have this food analyzed. Jerry, I, uh, I'll talk. I'll talk on my own free will. Sure you will, Georgie. At headquarters. was a plot to ruin Riggles, of course. While one of Pete Mordell's boys distracted Mandy, another put the poison into poor Slim's food. His last eating contest. Georgie and Pete were both sent up for life stretches, but Riggles never got his money back. He had to close up. Like I said, it's fine to be trusted by a lot of people, provided you can pick the people you'd like to be trusted by. <laughs> 